Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. I'm your host, Billy Alvaro. On today's episode, I got the pleasure of sitting down over Zoom with my good friend, Todd Toback. Todd, if you don't know him, he has been doing this business for over 18 years, flipped over a, a thousand houses in that time frame, and basically started because he was capped in his corporate environment, the corporate world, and he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He figured out the what, which was getting involved with real estate, but he had no idea of the how. And in this interview, we break down how he got involved. We break down and get into his no lead left behind system, which is amazing. And how he goes about training his salespeople. If you need sales training, Todd is somebody to definitely look out for. He also tells us in there how we can get his hands on his training course that he puts out and just a whole host of other things. So get ready to get blown away, get some really good content and some good information. Have a pen handy because Todd brings the heat. Welcome to Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. My name is Billy Alvaro, a.k.a. The Unstoppable VA, former billion-dollar mortgage banker, gone bankrupt, turned professional real estate investor, where each week you'll learn the tools, strategies, systems, and secrets myself and other highly successful real estate investing entrepreneurs use to start, grow, and scale their businesses, creating massive profits, and how you can too. And we'll teach you how to put those profits to work so you no longer have to. Get ready to finally experience financial freedom and generational wealth. Now let's get started. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. I am the Unstoppable BA, and today I'm bringing back the one, the only Todd Tobeck, good friend, he is an absolute beast in the industry. He brought the heat last time on the show, was telling us all about how he sold little blue boner pills and how, <laughs> and how, he, how he got into this business and he got into it not knowing what he was going to do. Knew the what, real estate investing, but not knowing the how. Todd, I want to welcome you back, brother. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. Thanks, Billy. Let's go. Yeah, bro. All right, so listen. So- Look, man, you, there's a lot of people that I'm asking to come on, but I'm really vetting the guys and girls who I have on here for a specific reason. So you are living, in my eyes, the unstoppable lifestyle. Like you have your stuff together, physically, financially, spiritually, personally, with your business, with your, your family, everything well-rounded. When you got into the business, you shared, you shared last time on how you got into this business, how corporate America was kind of holding you down. I want you to share with me, share with me with the people on here, because there's a lot of newbies who are going to be listening. What are some of the tips or tricks or secrets or strategies or systems, something that you could contribute? You look back and say, damn, or that you're using today, say, man, this, this is what, by leveraging this system or this strategy has helped me get me to the next level. And this is the reason why. So could you name one off the top of your head? Well, yeah, I, I can tell you a couple. You know, if you remember on our last episode, I talked about how uh, I got my first real estate deal, right? No cash, no credit, no knowledge, no experience. But what I did have was this hunger, right? For something more. And we made $40,000 on my first real estate deal, right? And I was a complete doofus in real estate, <laughs> right? But if you've got that hunger, you can make that happen. Okay. What I didn't tell you though, is something very dangerous that ha happened to me earlier, right? Is that after, before I got my pharmaceutical sales job, I was in college and, you know, obviously I was, I was uh, working as a lifeguard on the beach in Long Island. And I thought that $5,000 a summer made me like extremely wealthy, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, which was awesome, right? Then I got to San Diego. And when, when I moved out to San Diego, that changed my income, something that I call the income thermostat, 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. Basically where you get uncomfortable or comfortable. Right. So when I got out to San Diego, everything was way more expensive. Right. So all of a sudden my thermostat said, you got to make more money. Right. And it was this internal trigger. So that's why I got into pharmaceutical sales, right? That turned on my trigger. And this thermostat I'm going to talk about right here dictates everything that we do in life. It will make you or it will break you, right? It will, make, it will depend whether you are going to continually grow or continually shrink or stay the same, which is sometimes staying the same is really bad because you don't realize how bad it's gotten until it's too late. Sure. Right? But after I did my first real estate deal, what had happened is I'd gotten this $40,000 cash infusion. And I was making money from my corporate job, right? And I had this huge win. And I wish I could tell you, hey, Todd, oh my gosh, I went on to make millions the next 12 months. But what happened that next 12 months, Billy, is I took that money and I still took my corporate salary. And Todd Toback got comfortable. Mm. I got comfortable. My income thermostat said, oh, yep. I'm cozy. Yep. I'm cozy. It's warm. I got my 40K in the bank. Ooh, right? Yeah, yeah. So you got comfortable, bro. My thermostat went off. Okay, my thermostat went off. Um, needless to say, thank God, right? I, um, I met my, uh, my wife. We got married. And it was time to level up. And I realized at that point, and by the way, during that time, I was dabbling in real estate and dabbling is, is extremely dangerous. I bought a couple of rental properties and I started learning and, you know, I was in that like education gathering mode. Again. What was the time frame? What, what year was this? Give us a. Uh, I did that first deal in 2002, right? And like from 2003, it was mostly just me kind of just sitting and, and, and going to seminars and learning. And I bought a couple of rental properties. I did a lease purchase deal. And then as soon as I decided to get married, all of a sudden. Right. You know, we, my wife and I, we wanted a lot of kids and, and we like picture this life that we wanted. Right. That, that thermostat just went on. It was like, boop. and all of a sudden I'm like, I want to make money. I want to make this happen. And uh, I decided that I was at a, at a corporate America. And at the end, I just said, this is it. I talked to my wife and I said, I quit. So I quit. I gave my two weeks notice, went full, full on a real estate. And what do you know? Right. Because I had the why, I burned the ships. I didn't have, you know, a uh, my th my income thermostat. Right, my income went off. Right, the rest is history. Right, I started attacking deals at the time. My special, uh, my special look, specialty, at the time was lease options. So I was doing a lot of leases with the options to buy. Mm. This was right before the, the the market was, you know, getting close to crashing. Right at the end of two thousand four, beginning of two thousand five, things started to slow down. Yep. And so there was a real need for lease options at the time. So this was my, my niche at the time. And so uh, we talked the last a lot the last episode. So the first thing is that income thermostat. And so I can tell you that in my business now, this is something that I'm always conscious of, right? Right then that was an income thermostat. But what I do every single month is I look at uh, what my money is doing, how much money I'm making, okay? And making sure I'm not, getting comfortable. And this goes for fitness. It goes for relationships because let's just say you're at a point where you're like, you know, I'm going to exercise and eat healthy. I don't know if you've ever been here, Billy. And all of a sudden you work out like crazy and you get to a certain point where all of a sudden now you're comfortable. You look good in the mirror, yep. right? But you're not like, holy crap, this is a 911. 
right? Yep, <laughs> right? yep. I've as, been soon as, you, as soon as you hit the 911, it's like your thermostat is, you, you got to turn it on. And that's, what you, and that's when you start training again. So you have to always adjust that thermostat to, to, to break through to new income levels. For me, obviously, that was the first year that I made 100,000, then 250, right? Then you're going to net seven figures, right? And then what comes above that? What are you adding to your net worth? And so my first recommendation is to always make sure that you're raising your thermostat. And so what I do for myself is now I'm constantly writing affirmations. There's a lot of books on this. Yeah, and you want to write about the affirmations. And, and you want to write income that you are uncomfortable with, that you don't think is realistic for you. Yeah. Right? And there's a lot of things. You could read this and think and grow rich. Uh, there's a guy online, a really quirky guy, um, you know, make sure the kids are not in the room when you turn it on, called Dan Penna. Uh, oh, Dan is out of his mind. He's out of his mind. But I got to oh, tell God. you, he speaks a lot of truth in a lot of ways, right? So yeah. just be careful when you turn it on in front of the kids. Yeah, um, F-bombs all over the place. Uh, yeah. And so, you, you know, you got to have this uncomfortable thermostat. And so when you're reading this to you, when you're reading this, right, and you're looking at where your income, where you want it to be, there's a natural tension, right, of where you are and what you, what is coming out of your mouth, right? And it's just a constant reminder. And so when you say this, but you're acting like this, right? You are forced now every day to start taking action that's going to pull you to this new reality, right? Yeah. And then breaking that old thermostat, that yeah. old low. So that is the one tip that I'd give everybody <laughs> is write down a place where you are extremely uncomfortable uh, income-wise. And I'm talking a lot farther where you're ahead now. And, and remind yourself and keep that in front of you at all times. Because without that, you're going to slip into all the habits, right? Todd, the... Um... The, the affirmations, just out of curiosity, do you, do you do them every single morning? Do you go through this process, this ritual of you know, writing out and speaking about and saying what you want, your goal, your future version of yourself, whether it's monetary-wise, how you're going to look? Is that a daily thing that you do? Yeah, I do it now. Okay, and believe me, there's been times where I've gotten away from it, right? And I felt it. Right? <clears throat> yeah. But now, like, this is something that like, I do religiously. Yeah. It's something that I do religiously, right? And so there's been times where I haven't. And I felt the pain. Yeah, I'm with you, bro. I, I've been doing it since 2009, July 4th, when I came off the couch every single morning since then. And I've had a few times here or there where I fell off. And like you, I felt it. If I don't have my, I call it brainwashing. I literally have to brainwash myself oh, yeah. every single morning to keep myself at a high level. People think I'm nuts when I talk about this, but you can relate. If, if you don't constantly feed yourself, not just positive things, but where you're going to go in life, what you're going to look like, who you're going to be with, how much you're going to have in your bank account, what you want your lifestyle to look like. Like if you do this daily, you start to gravitate towards what you mm -hmm. really truly desire. You had that desire in the beginning, that, that burning desire to get and start doing sales. You met this sales trainer inside corporate America. He started training. You had this desire to build this real estate business. The same thing happens. When, when you were going through and getting out of corporate America, because there's, there's a lot of people who are going to be listening, who are going to want to do this full time. What did you face any internal fears in your head that you were like, hey, look, you're strong now, you're on the right path. But when you started, did you have that self talk inside that was saying, Todd, man, this is like you got a wife, you're going to have kids, it's too risky to go down this road of real estate investing full time? Did you experience anything like that? Yeah, you know, and I could tell you, man, I'm going to speak some truth, I'm going to speak some truth bombs though, if it's okay, Billy. Yeah, dude, please. Um, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the time I was making, uh, and I, I didn't mention this, but actually I was working at Pfizer. And after Pfizer, I also got a job in a medical device. And I took that sales job because they knew I'd worked at Pfizer. And I was making over $200,000 a year, actually, for a period of time, 
before wow. I left that, right? So that was a part of the story I'd left out. And so now I'm making big money, right? I rolled over my 401k and I'm making yeah. 200 grand. And so that's I had a, a that's big, a large chunk to leave, dude. That's like security money that you're leaving. Security money, right? But here's the one thing that I've learned. <clears throat> Everyone's like, hey, how can I build confidence? And I heard this on an Ed Milet podcast because I look back, I'm like, okay, you know, where do I get my confidence? And when am I where am I most confident? Right. Well, I'm most confident when I keep promises to myself. Mm. Right. So if you say you're going to go to the gym five days a week and you go, right, you're confident. You're like, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. Right. If you say, hey, I'm going to let's just say you're out there cold calling and you're like looking for deals and you call every day for 30 days and you say you're going to do it and you do it, your confidence is going to go up. So if you say, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, you know, you're going to do it. The same goes, right? So some people might be, have the fear that they can do it themselves. Now, some of you might be totally crazy and insane and be you know, like, just like Billy and just say, I'm going, but may have an unsupportive spouse. I can tell you this. The only reason why you may have an unsupportive spouse is because you're not keeping your word. Oh, man. Boom. Oh, boom. Right? Boom, bro. That so, hits them. That hits them hard. Hits them. Right. So did you, was, did you, are you speaking from experience on this? Well, it depends, right? Because at the time, you know, uh, I remember when I, I told my wife I was going to leave, right? I had all of my books and seminars. I had the Peter Conti, David Finkel stuff. And yeah. I'd done some lease options. She had known the real estate deals that I'd done, right? But I'd go in there and I'd dig through them, you know, and, and I'd get the script or I'd get the contract or whatever. And so at the time, while I was still working my job, I'd pulled off, I think it was like a $78,000 deal or eight, so between 78 and 82. Uh, $1,000 deal. And she saw me do that. And she saw me like going into my contracts from the, and, and getting the ROI on the seminars that I was doing. And so this was all street cred. Yep. For her, yep. Right. And so she just said that. And so when I said, I'm going to quit and she was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Now yeah. it's funny. Like there was a time where I'm like, Hey, I'm going to do the dishes. Right. And if I said I was going to do it, there are times where I didn't. And if I say that in the few, and, and I remember one time I said I was going to do it, and she's like, "No, you're not." <laughs> <laughs> right? And so this goes back to uh, you know they can relate and interrelate, but if you've got a spouse who may be unsupportive, just take a look at some of your habits, right? And you could win that spouse over with a lot of micro wins, right? With a lot of micro wins, start doing what you say you're going to do, build your confidence, and build her confidence or his confidence if you're a female and you're and, and, and you're married to that and you're going to start to get support external support yeah bro good that's solid solid advice i mean holding true to yourself and being accountable to yourself is the first important thing you have to do because how are you going to be accountable to anybody else if you're not accountable to you right. right you have to show up every freaking day to get yourself to where you want to go it doesn't happen overnight it doesn't happen within six months or a year it happens over time and nobody wants to hear that you know a lot of these gurus that are out there telling you you're going to get rich overnight and some people could get lucky, but the majority of us out there, it takes time. And you mm -hmm. have to just spend and invest an inordinate amount of time, not just working on your business, but working on this thing upstairs. Right. Like you got to keep this head straight. You got to get yourself focused. You got to make sure you're putting in the work upstairs in your brain on the daily. Mm -hmm. And so those daily affirmations were, were, were pretty killer. When you did these, do you revise when you're doing your affirmations? Like, do you do a, an annual review and you start revising the stuff that you're trying to bring into your life? Oh, constantly, right? Because if you're looking at it, you're saying like, ah, that's not true, or I want to change this, or I don't really want that, and that's okay, right? But so people think that there's some like hocus pocus in this. No, these are just like daily reminders of who yeah. you really are, 
right? Well, start being that person, right? It's that easy. Reminders. It's that easy, right? Like, yeah. we, we all know this, right? You're like, stop being an idiot, right? Here's what you have to, you want to be this. Now I have to do X, Y, Z to get there, right? And if it's not in front of you every day, you're going to be the old you, right? Nothing's going to change unless you keep reminding yourself, right? And with reminders, come action. I'm sorry, this, that, that, that just, no. I'm talking to myself. I was talking no. to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing the affirmations right now bro you're like bringing the heat <laughs> i love it uh but it, it's true bro so listen i want to i want to switch gears for a little bit because i got in your head about affirmations let's talk about business let's talk mm -hmm. now about about your company you're in california one of the hardest markets like east coast west coast we are in two extremely mm -hmm. tough markets right so First off, where is your business today? Like, what are you doing? What kind of, are you doing wholesaling, renovation, buy and hold? I know in the, in the intro, we brought up a little bit, but just tell us where you're at today and tell us what you, what you have going on inside your company. Sure. So uh, right now we have a wholesaling division of our company right now. And for years, we were doing most of our business in San Diego and Southern California. Uh, right now, we're actually operating mostly outside of Southern California. We're still doing some deals in Southern, uh, Southern California, but it's a much smaller part of our business uh we're doing most of our stuff on the east coast me so is that is that virtual you have people on the on the ground there how does that look sure so when you say virtual uh we've got phone work that happens where we talk to homeowners and we do our marketing all over the phone and then uh we have one person who operates who buys houses right over the phone and then we have another person who goes out who lives locally on the ground and prefers to meet face to face got it okay and how's that business working out right now? I know the market's all over the place. Some people are killing it. Some people are having a tough time. The market's strange. Right. And the retail buyers, it seems like, in, at least in New York and the East Coast, there's more sellers who are demanding retail than ever before, even with yeah. this pandemic. Well, right now it's going great. Okay. But I can tell you, right, that is because, right, we have really refined our game, right? Important. We have really, really, really refined our game, right? Back in 2012, right? I was at the right place, the right time, building a sales team, and there wasn't a lot of competition there, right? I mean, and if, if I was at the skill that I am now, right, back in 2012, I can't imagine how much money we would have made, right? But we're doing great, right? And so we're being nimble. We're doing business where we can get it. We're training our people, you know, better, better than ever. You know, if you're not committed to the craft right now, right, if you're not yeah. committed to getting the talk to sellers and marketing right and converting right, Right. It's going to be it's going to be challenging until the market crashes again. Now, by no means am I saying not to get into the market. Right. You absolutely can do this. You're going to have to have a burning desire. You're going to have to commit to market and you're going to have to commit to building momentum in your business before before you see just crazy results. But you will get those results. You know, it comes in time. So, you know, a lot of a lot of people they get into this. I always get this question asked and I'm like, I'm wondering how you're going to answer it. Billy, you know, what's, what's your secret? What's working the best with marketing? What's the best marketing uh -huh. that you're doing? Right. I know you're shaking your head because I do the same thing. So yeah. I'm going to ask you as if somebody's other than myself asking you, Todd, what's your secret? What's the best marketing that you, that you do that drives in the best leads? And okay. your answer? Okay. Well, first of all, we talked about this before I got on the phone here, right? It's something yep. called the big mo. All right. And I said, Billy, well, let, me just, all... for, for, let me just, if I could. So I'm looking at Todd. We're, we're doing this podcast, but it's on video. And I said, Todd, what the hell is this behind you? It says there's a rocket ship. There's a, what is that thing in the middle there? It's a, a, a pump for, for water and like there's an a locomotive. Yeah. yeah. I go, what in the hell is this? And 
Go ahead. This is perfect. Okay. So I learned this from uh, the, the compound effect, right? From Darren Hardy. I had these yep. custom made. Um, and so the three things that have these things have in common, right? The rocket ship, the water pump, it's like an antique water pump, right? You'd see on a farm and a locomotive is that it takes a tremendous amount of energy to get started, right? I mean, you're like, you know, let's pretend like the, the train, right? You're going, roof, roof, yep. roof. And it's just not going anywhere, right? And then, it, and, and then you see like a little bit of speed, right? And then all of a sudden, once you get going, once you build that momentum, right, you are unstoppable. Right? That's it, brother. Crazy. That is but, exactly it. But here's the crazy thing. And I think I learned this actually from a book called A Slight Edge. I don't remember this. Uh, I don't remember where I learned this part. The funny thing is most people quit, right? Not when they're pumping really, 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 really hard, right? Because they're like, okay, I'm going to get – so they get like determined, right? But they pump. If you see yourself pumping this water pump, right? I use it all the time with our sales team. What happens when you start pumping that water pump? What happens? Nothing in the beginning. Okay, but then what happens? It, it, a little bit of water starts to come out. A, a little, little bit of water. A little bit of water, yeah. And this is the most dangerous part because most people say, I'm trying this hard, and this little bit of water is just coming out. And that's where everybody quits. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, two you're not foot away get, from the gold. Two foot away from the gold. And so you're not going to get into this business and try one marketing channel like direct mail or texting or, or RVMs or uh, anything and see like just crazy results, right? There's big money to be made here, right? But I tell our guys, look, there's leads that come in and sometimes these people sound ice cold, right? But you're gonna have to nurture these leads and you're gonna have to build relationships and you're gonna have to walk with them through their personal journey. And when you talk to these people, you're not gonna see a lot there. And then two months later, you're gonna see a couple of those people, the little drip who have a problem that you can solve, right? That you can solve. And this was all part of our sales training, by the way. I could talk a little bit about how I hired my first acquisition specialist. I want to go and, into that. And, 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 and we first hire, uh, did the first sales training, right? But I always say this. And I said, look, and then you're going to see a little bit of, of, of leads there. And you're going to do your first deal. And you're going to say, wow, I worked so hard just for this. But what you don't realize is that over three months, six months, a year, you're going to have a database that's going to enable you to generate millions of dollars, right? Yeah. And on top of that, during that time, you're going to be able to buy some commercial property, which we're both into now. I'm into mobile home parks. You're into apartment buildings, I believe, Billy. Yep. Right? yep. But you're going to start building on this stuff. And so you're going to be working on your short game, which is that income. It could be wholesale. And you're going to be building on your long game, which is your passive cash flow. Put so, your money to work so you no longer have to, baby. Yes. Uh, going back to what's your favorite marketing channel? Look, pick something, okay? Pick something and be consistent as hell. Get on the phone with those people, yeah. keep them in a database, nurture them, ask them questions, get commitments, and you will be there at the right time when they are ready to sell. That's my favorite marketing channel, okay? <laughs> now, <laughs> if, <clears throat> if you are uh, uh, working a marketing channel and you're not getting any responses or any leads, okay, that's a sign you should stop. Yeah, switch it up. Switch it up. Switch up. Right? I mean, you know, just to interject for a second. So, like back when Google pay per click was really crushing it for us, and we mm -hmm. track everything, our KPIs had dialed in, and we were making at the height 10 to 1. Every dollar we put in, we were making back 10 on Google, which was fucking phenomenal. And as we tracked this over a year and a half, we went from 10 to 1 to 8 to 1 to 6 to 1, where it was to a point where it was 2 to 1. And then for a three month period, it was 1 to 1. And I go, this is it. We're done. Yeah. Google has been saturated and the market is shut down. It's costing us way too much per click mm -hmm. and way too much to convert. And therefore, we, we knock it out. But you're not going to know that unless you track the KPIs. Yeah. 
you know, and the, you know, you're like, some people may be starting like, Billy, I can't afford that. Right. I can't afford that. Well, let me just tell you what's going to happen. This is, you know, every business is hard, right? Every business is hard. So you're going to have to scratch and you're going to have to claw and you're going to have to get free deals from real estate agents, which is phenomenal. And other people in your market, right. Or, or maybe you're doing direct mail and you have to dig deep in that database and you're going to start to see this stuff and you're going to be able to start to analyze these numbers and start to make this decision. But once you're at a point where you got that money come in and you're doing deals, on a consistent basis. Hey, well, now you got that momentum. Yeah, you got the momentum is key. Knowing your numbers is key. KPIs, and you know, just when I when people ask me that question, I'm like, look, everything works, but you can't start with everything. You have to pick mm -hmm. a lane, and you got to get really good at that lane and understand what it costs to get a deal, and that you're putting your money to work. And then once you systematize, once you have it down pat, you systematize it. You could kind of hand that off and stack another one on top of it, and then you can just keep on adding to the stack. Before you know it. Four or five years are going to go by. You might have nine or 10 or 12 or 15 or 20 different lead generation pieces that are coming into your funnel. And to your point before, Todd, when the pandemic hit, thank God we had a database. Thank God we had mm -hmm. everything dialed in because I saw what was happening. I didn't think the market was going to crush it the way it did on Long Island as quick as it did. But there was a time frame for about two months where it was shut down. And we stopped marketing, completely turned off the spigot mm -hmm. because the cost per call was through the roof. My, my response rate was dead low, but we still cranked out eight to 12 deals a month. How? Because we had a fucking database of mm -hmm. people over the last 10 years that we data mined, cold called, reignited, text blasted, direct mailed those people who are in our database. And what did we get? We got appointments. We got leads. We got applications. We got contracts in and we made money. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Well, well, Billy, so I'm just going to expound. If you're brand new and you're watching this, you might be wondering what a database is, right? Well, for me, a database could be anything. But when I first got started, right, uh, I had 30 manila folders and I labeled them one through 30. And all I did was when I spoke to somebody, I had a sheet for them, right? And you just followed up, right? So if I wanted to follow up in 15 days, I put it in 15 or on 15th of the month or the 30th and you put it on there. So that's what Billy means by a database, just people who you have been in contact with who are not ready to sell today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's key. I mean, that, that's, that's old school. We did that when I had the mortgage company, we used yeah. to put them in the manila folders and, yeah. and, you know, file them forward and call it. But listen, one thing I want to give, I, I want to give you a lot of credit for a lot of different things. Cause you and I have been friends for a while and I met you at collective genius. And I remember the first time you did one of your presentations and I sat there, Todd, and my mouth hit the floor because you gave a presentation on no lead left behind. And that I have to tell you, do you remember speaking about this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, you, you, you literally got into my skull and I am a quick learn. I looked at this and I said, fucking brilliant. And I went back to the office and we implemented and executed. And I, ha I have to tell you, we, that was five, maybe six years ago. We have made millions of dollars because of that, that we've implemented from you that you taught that I implemented, speak about the no lead left behind process. What, what is that? Why is it so important for an investor? I don't care if they have an, a database that's in their system or if they're doing manila folders, whatever it is, what is the no lead left behind and how can it make them so much more money? Well, great question. So do you want me to start at the beginning of this <clears throat> hiring sales reps or do you want me to go right at no lead left behind? You know what? Start with it with the, with the sales reps and it's going to lead us into the no lead because they all tie together. Yeah. So it's really interesting because uh, I had, uh, so depending on your journey, right? I decided after I quit my job, I got a coach, got a mentor. And he said, and I was working my tail off and I was in bed with my wife. And this is like right after I quit. And I look over and she said, and I said, I don't want to go to work today. 
And she's like, what do you mean you don't want to go to work today? You work for yourself. And I was like, <laughs> you know, this is like, I was working 24 seven. And so I knew I had to bring on other people. And so my coach said, Todd, you've got to get other people. So I got a referral friend of a friend. His name was Brian, right? Brian comes in, real nice guy, real reserved. Can't get two words out of his mouth though. I'm a little concerned. Right? <laughs> and you were bringing him in for sales? Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, horrible. You know, like before. But anyway, you know, he was a friend of a friend, and I wanted to make this work. So uh, Brian sits uh, nose to nose of me. And by the way, man, if you're first, if you're just getting started out, right? I know we got coronavirus, man, but there's nothing nose to nose when you're first getting started out teaching somebody, right? So I'm sitting with Brian, and uh, I'm doing deals. He's doing deals, or he's trying to do deals, excuse me. The first, first week goes by, and I'm hearing Brian on the phone, and man, it is just a... It's a garbage show. It's a total disaster. Crap show, right? Disaster. <laughs> right. Second week goes by and I'm like, okay, you know, nothing's really going on. The third week I'm like, okay, I'm scratching my head. I'm like, you know, this guy's wasting leads. I don't know what's going to happen. You know? And I was like scared to death now to fire this guy because, you know, he's a friend of a friend. Right. And we had yep. sat together. He had drove 50, 55 minutes in the office every day to work with me. 50 minutes like, to get to work. Yeah. So dedicated, just can't sell. Just that just can't tell. So then I go to a mentor. I'm like, what's going to, what's going on? He's like, well, how have you trained him? And I'm like, well, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, you've got to get what's out of your head, right. Onto paper. Yeah. Right. And he's like, well, who taught you how to sell? And I said, Derek from Pfizer. Right. And yep, I little said, blue okay, pill Derek. little blue pill Derek. Right. If you're watching this, Derek, I love you. Right. You know, no, no. Um, if you didn't listen to the first episode, I'm so thankful for everything you did for me. Right. You did um, say that. Um, but, uh, so we wrote everything down. Right. And, and so we were like, you got to give it a name. I'm like, we're going to call this the no limit selling system. Right. And so love it. we wrote it down and I trained with Brian. We went back and he's like, you got to go. Uh, and my father, ironically owned a telemarketing center. And he's like, why don't you call me? I told you, you've got to role play and go back and forth and back and forth and learn this and repeat and repeat and repeat. Yep. And I did this with Brian. And so uh, Brian and I went back and forth. We role play. He was sounding just so much better. He started to sound like I was sounding. Yep. Right. Got on the phone. Lead started coming in. Six days later, lead comes in. Boom. Locks it up. He goes, Todd, I got something. Right. He, he said, he came to me first and said, Todd, I got something. We locked it up. 38K deal. Okay. Four days You're later. Loving it. loving it. A few days later, 42K deal. I remember then again, 18K deal. Right. This right here was the launch right? Of something really, really, really special, right? So oh, yeah. we, we put in the videos, we made graphs, we made charts, we started recording everything, right? And then we brought on our second sales rep. His name was Noah, right? We're like, Noah, we're going to teach you to get deals from real estate agents. And so we sat down with Noah, we role-played with him and, and we started working with him. Here's the thing, right? And we, and we were now making money hand over fist. We got a third rep. Now we got in the office. We got like six of us in like a 400 square foot office. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Brian is sitting at a picnic table that I had that I got from Costco. When he first came in, there was a little barbecue sauce on it, right? <laughs> I remember, you know, so you don't need a lot, right? Of course, after Brian started making money, we got him a new desk. <laughs> <laughs> what I noticed about Brian, and this was something that he taught me, is that Brian was very methodical about everything that he did. This was his thing. And so he labeled his leads, right? Cold, warm, hot, right? And every single lead, he had a plan of action for the very next step that needed to happen. And I so that. I noticed that this was his personality naturally, right? You and I obviously were like totally, 
you know, ADD, right? So we're like, we, we don't think we need that, but I noticed this. So when I hired Noah, man, Noah actually had some natural sales skills, right? And I saw him, but his database was a freaking mess. Right? His papers were all over the place. He wasn't a sales guy, sales guy. Right. And he was locking some deals and I was like, we need a process, right? We need a, we need a process here. And so we named it no lead left behind. Right. And so part killer, of the no, killer process, bro. So, so part of this was every lead that comes in, right. What you have to do is talk to the seller and get a very next action that needs to happen. Right. If it's, I don't never. I don't want to ever speak to you again, right? That is okay. I want you to write that in the notes, right? If it is, I'm gonna. We need to talk in six months, right? That's too vague, right? What's gonna happen in six months? Well, in six months, my son said he's going to uh, get a job and move out, and after that, the property will be vacant. And if he's moved out, the seller has committed in six months to sell me the property, right? And then you get that verbal commitment from the seller and get the seller to agree to that. If the seller says they won't agree to that or the answer is no, that's fine, right? But every single lead, you have a very clear step of what has to happen. You shouldn't just have a blanket set of leads and just says follow up or call in two months or call in three months. Be specific. Because what, what happens is you get salespeople and they're like, well, I called him, he says he's not ready. <clears throat> I called him and uh, he says to call him back in a week. Well, what the heck is going to change in a week in a from week. now, right? Because we're in a business, Billy, where the people who we're talking to, they're natural procrastinators, right? Yeah. If you're behind on taxes, you procrastinated. If your son is living in the property rent-free for 12 months, has got three pit bulls and is living with his girl who's on meth, right? And you haven't evicted him, you're, you're a procrastinator, Yeah. right? If you're in foreclosure, which, which again is a horrible issue here, right? You know, there's a problem there that needs to be solved. They're a procrastinator. And so what is going to change you calling this person? All of a sudden, they're not going to become a procrastinator. No, as a salesperson, as an, as an acquirer of properties, as a, someone who solves a problem, your job is to coach whoever's on the other end of that telephone, okay, on the very next step, right? And to get them to verbalize that very next step. So have them name that step and then commit to it and then hold them accountable. Now, I love that, by the way. And did you then take that, and I remember you doing something where you took the mapped out process of what the next steps were, and then you tied it to marketing. And you had a whole process with like texts that used to go out and emails, like this whole follow-up, no lead left behind follow-up system that you would put together. Was that? I don't, I, I don't think that was me. Uh, I, I don't think that was me. I mean, we, we always have a next step where we, we text somebody or we call or um, we, uh, we text mail or call or send out written offers. Uh, right. which I hi highly recommend. But well, those, I, got, I got that from you. I remember you would, you would do a, a written offer, I think, on every, every file back in the day. We you still send, do that. Yeah, yeah. Every right hundred, the system. Yeah, I mean, every hundred that we send out, we get one back. That so was, these are just yes or no, you're sending out the offer written in via whatever, email, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you the reason why that works, by the way. Uh, no matter how good of a salesperson you are, Billy, when you go, maybe not you, but... but uh, <laughs> Most people, if you go to a car lot, right, on a Saturday, you're looking for a new car, salesperson comes up, says, how can I help you? What do we all say? Just looking. Just looking. Yeah. Really, that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> right? I've never been to a car lot for fun. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Why do we do that? Right? We cross our arms, and we don't want to be taken 
advantage of. And yep. there's going to be a portion of sellers who no matter what you do, no matter what you ask, right? They're not, you're not going to be able to get to the root, right? Uh, which I, by the way, you, there's a whole other portion, which you can, and you should, right? But for those, we send out the offers and those flush out a new conversation of which, hey, well, I know last time we spoke, my offer wasn't a fit. Now this is in your hands. What's changed? Love it. And then shut the hell up. Love it. And are you sending them out email or, or, or snail mail? Great question. So uh, we send them out email, but then I also highly recommend uh, snail mail because what's going to happen is a large portion of, of uh, older people are not going to take, number one, check their email. And number two, yeah. have an email. And three, even some people who they're just emotionally, they say, hey, you know, I don't want an offer, right? We send those out too, right? Because we got the tax records and they get them in their hand and those will generate a phone call, yeah. right? Again, it's only going to cost you. And I don't want to say only, depends where you're at financially. To send out a hundred offers, if you use a uh, automated service, it's going to cost you like $115, right? If you get one of those back, I think that's a pretty good ROI if you're going to make 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 grand. On it. Absolutely. It's a no brainer. And we were, you know, I, I actually think we got away from that, Todd. Barris mm -hmm. say we were sending out offers on every single property via email and uh, regular mail. And for some reason, I have to I actually now have to go back and ask my, my acquisitions manager if we're still mm -hmm. doing that because we were doing it for a while. And I remember we were getting people walking into the office and they were like, hey, I got this in the mail and you know, I signed it. What's the next step? Like knocking on the office door. Yeah. And my guy's yeah. like, what in the hell is going on here? I go, look, we have this whole thing set up behind the scenes and it's working. And I got that from you guys. I remember you talking about that. So you, I got to tell you, man, you've helped me a lot over the years. I don't think you realize. You've well, given me some Kelly. nuggets, man. You've given me some nuggets. You yeah, know, bro. It's funny, but I, I can guarantee you I know why that broke in your office. And if you're listening to this, right? So what, what's happened is for me, I, I need people around me as you grow, right? You handle some of the small details. And so maybe what's happened is I bet you some technology has changed, not to get yeah. off topic here in the office. So either, either something broke in the database where they weren't talking or you don't, and then someone just didn't jump on that. That's probably yep. what, what, what happened. Cause that's the same thing has happened in our thing. And I was like, I thought we were sending these out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's crazy though. Cause the, the bigger you get, the, the more, I guess, dynamic your company gets, you don't realize that that brain power that you had as systematized as we are. And we are a very automated systematized business. Like we have processes written out for everything as, as I know you do. But as you grow and you over, you delegate to people, certain things, like you said, if the technology changes, something breaks, somebody's not paying attention to that shit. Mm -hmm. That's money we're flushing down the toilet. Yep. So I'm going to go back and revisit that. I'm going to take a little note on that thing. So what has Todd got going on these days? I know you've, you've built these companies. You're in multiple areas right now. You're getting into the mobile home. You, you do coaching. I think you do coaching, don't you? You have a coaching program? Um, you know, I'll do one-on-one I'll do -on -one consulting for a very, very, very small group of people who I'll hand select every year. So if you are interested in that, you can go to nextlevelwholesaling.com. If you're not like a massive action taker um, or you're a pain in the ass to deal with, don't apply, right? Got it. So you can go to uh, nextlevelwholesaling.com to, uh, to, to find that out. Um, for if you want to learn how to sell, Right. So I talked about is this. This is your no limits. This is our no limits selling system. Yeah. Right. Go to, to this one. Go to billyalvaro.com forward slash no limits. Todd put together something special for you. What is that program about? Sure. So the very system that I teach my acquisition specialists, right? I've used to train thousands of investors across the country, right? My own acquisition specialist. If you are thinking about going to real estate and you're like, I don't know what to say to a seller 
or how do I convert? Or I wanna do bigger deals, or I wanna do more deals, or you're doing deals, but you wanna do five times as many deals as you're doing right now with the same marketing budget. The secret there is learning how to convert motivated sellers, yeah. right? And this system will tell you how to do all that. It's got all the scripts, it's got all the videos, it's got all the training, everything I taught Brian, who couldn't get two words out of his mouth. By the way, if you wonder where Brian is today with the system, he's made me millions of dollars. He's made himself probably over seven figures with us working together. He's still working with me today. And because he's someone with virtually no sales talent whatsoever, has probably locked up more houses than anybody. So this system, remember those thousand houses that I mentioned, Billy, that you mentioned? Yeah, yep. 95% of those were locked up by somebody other than Other me. than you. Yeah. That's key. So, that means and, you run a successful company, brother. And so some of the guys are like, hey, you've got more experience. A lot of times the sales guys say, hey, I'm asking because you got more experience than me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's not true, right? So, but the system was developed even refined as we trained other people, right? So if you want to know more about the No Limit Selling System, I guarantee you it'll change your investing uh, business. Go to billyalvaro.com uh, forward slash no limits, billyalvaro.com forward slash no limits. And there's a special offer there for you. What Todd is that course? It's an online course I'm taking. It's like a video type course that you offer. Yeah. It's a video type. Uh, it's a, a video course. The, the price actually is an embarrassingly low. And so, uh, it's there, it's a video and training and scripts. It's got recorded coaching calls that we have done. Um, Those are key. So are these, were these live calls with sellers that you guys have on there? There's some live calls that we recorded and then critiqued yeah. with sellers, which people, I mean, obviously love. Those right? are great. And, and then there's role playing with the students, right? Of, of, that we recorded and took. And then there were some live coaching calls that we did when we launched the products that um, that we created that are also there. It's cool giving back, isn't it? Isn't it good taking this kid that you brought into your organization that couldn't get two freaking words out of his mouth, and by putting together a process, a system in this whole show, you know, I'm trying to give back everything that I've gotten, everything I've done over the years, including people like you, that systems that you have. I want people in my circle that are listening to this podcast to be exposed to it because look, the stuff works. You know, he's Todd's not on here trying to shove anything down your throat. If you want to get to the next level in life, and this podcast is not about us peddling and pushing product. It's about giving back. But to, sometimes you're going to have to invest in yourself. And we opened up with that. You have to invest in you if you want to get to the next level. And so if you're struggling with sales, if you're having a hard time with you know, converting these leads that you're trying to go out either door knocking or, or direct mail marketing, you got to plug in, sharpen your freaking sore, you know, get a book, take a course, do something. Todd's offering his no limits uh, sales system that I've, I haven't taken it. So I can't say it's a killer system because I haven't taken it, but I have seen you at the masterminds rat speaking about it. And if you're bringing as much passion as I saw you on stage speaking about it in that course, I can only imagine what it's going to do for people out there who need help selling man. because you're a passionate dude, bro. Like, like you really are passionate when you when you're in this business and, and just in life in general. You bring it. Well, thank you, Billy. Uh, I'll close with one thing, by the way. And one of the things that's really kept me motivated is uh, constantly working on the long game and the short game, right? So what we're talking about the wholesaling business and the flipping business for us, I think that's our short game, yep. right? And, and that's our short game in generating revenue. There's something about that that you're going to pay. In full, you're going to be paying full tax on that, right? Which is, hey, you, you got to make money. You got to eat. Uh, one of my mentors, Dan Sullivan. Uh, it says, hey, cash equals confidence, right? And so when you're bringing that in, you're feeling great. But don't forget the long game, right? Where you're investing your money, right? You're not spending money like an idiot. And that money is growing while you're asleep. I know, I know Billy's got some awesome stuff coming down the, the pike for me. I buy uh, mobile home parks, uh, but Billy works with in investors. And, and so I'd, I'd, I'd highly, highly, highly suggest to you 
that while you're focusing on your short game, you're also building on your future, but either by buying and holding properties or partnering with people who buy and hold properties and putting the money that you make to work for you, right? I can't tell you how many- So, yeah. so you no longer have to, and that's the key so thing. So you no longer have to. That, right. That's key, brother. And that's that's the, the thing that I've been preaching for years and I'm bringing it to this show. Like, listen, making a 50,000 and $100,000 hit on a wholesale deal or rehab, phenomenal. But you need to learn how to take that money, not only invest it back into you and a portion back into your business, you need to take a nice chunk of that and start putting in the assets. So while you're sleeping, you're earning. And yeah. if you one day choose not to work, you're not going to have to. And you're going to have these assets that are constantly bringing in. We used to call back in the day mailbox money. Now we call it ACH money. Yes. So everything just gets <laughs> ACH right in our bank account. I love Ty, listen. Brother, you are, I, you're a good friend. You're a solid human being. I really appreciate you being one of my first five on the Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth Show. I really appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. If people want to find you again, how could they find you? Yeah, they go to nextlevelwholesaling.com if uh, they think they might qualify for the one-on-one -on -one consulting. If they want the No Limit Selling System, go to billyalvaro.com forward slash no limits. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much, man. I will catch you around. And I know you and I have to speak. We have some things to go over. I think we have to set up an appointment for right after Thanksgiving. All right. Peace, bro. Later. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. My mission is to give you, my listeners, the blueprint for success, the insider secrets for starting, growing, and scaling your real estate investing business so you can experience and live the unstoppable lifestyle. I've made it simple for you. To catapult yourself to success, go to billyssecrets.com. That's B-I-L-L-Y-S secrets.com there you will find every single tool tip trick strategy system and secret used to make millions of dollars as a real estate investor everything my team uses and my guests use all in one place for you to tap into so you can start grow and scale your real estate investing business i really hope you implement what you're learning i hope you utilize these tools tips tricks strategies and secrets and i hope to see you on the next episode. God bless. Bye-bye.